the, the Boga Hunting Podcast. That's why I, I tried not to have camps on my bow. I don't have to deal with slippage or anything Shut like up. that. You just put a new string on there, you're fine. What is Boga? But seriously, that's the dumbest thing ever. It, it go, I am all about Just strap it to your pack. Really appreciate the fact that you're from Michigan and not Georgia. You don't want to be the next Mark Kenyon. No. I'm a shit show. <laughs> that's, that spot's taken. You can see how pathetic Jared's face is right now. <laughs> because that's how it looked. It was just like, is this good enough? Before we jump into this episode, we have to thank a few of our partners that help make this podcast possible. First up is First Light. Great camo, fusion, cypher. You get to pick your option, or you can go that new ash gray color. Uh, they make fantastic merino. They make great stuff for elk hunting, great stuff for hunting down south, great stuff for deer hunting by us. Um, so we rock it all year long. We love it. Check it out, firstlight.com. If you guys are in search of a new pack, then you guys have to check out the Seek Outside Short Tail. It's designed to cover three main uses, which are the western big game hunts, it's tree sand friendly, and it's great for backpacking long trails. And it can pack out close to 200 pounds. You could carry out a Jared. You can carry out one of me if you use want. The, use the promo code BOGA, all caps, for 5% off your order. Jared's sold separately. If you're looking to get into the tree saddle game this year, then you guys need to check out Trophy Line. These guys have been around since the 1960s, and they've been doing it ever since. We're going to be rocking their Ambush Light tree saddles this year. They're lightweight, they're comfy, and they're extremely easy to use for that beginner. Head over to their website and use the promo code BOGAHUNTING10 for 10% off your order. If you're looking for a quality, handmade, top-of-the-line traditional bow look no further than bivouac bow company jim and georgia there are excellent boyers handmade custom they are precise and they make fantastic shooting bows if you're looking for a great bow check them out bivouacbowco.com so if you guys are like me and you find that buying new arrows can be completely cumbersome and annoying where you have to go to the bow shop and have them cut your arrows and glue in the inserts then you guys need to check out vector custom shop all of their arrows are purpose built meaning they're going to take your draw weight your draw length and a bunch of other specs that you want and they're going to actually make the arrow for you and then send it to you and they have direct to consumer prices so check these guys out vectorcustomshop.com there are a lot of good apps out there but if you're a hunter and you're looking for a do-it-all app, check out HuntWise. First of all, they have GPS software that tells you where you are, where boundaries are, if you, you can share locations. But it's also a, a community of hunters where you can all share what you're experiencing. We'll post there pretty regularly. Actually, that is where I have my only social media account. So if you want to see what's going on in my mind, go to HuntWise and check us out. All right, welcome to another episode of the Boga Hunting Podcast. We are finishing off our month of scouting, and I have two special guests, well, three actually with me today, and Jared, you're not one of them. Shit. Let's go around the horn, introduce ourselves. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm Nick Otto, host of the Hunt For Podcast, uh, really focusing on the after the shot. I know we're going to talk about scouting and stuff, but yeah, my, I, I know a little bit about that, but more after deer. the shot. You, oh, yeah. You've prepared to hunt, too. I've prepared, but I've put times. definitely my... My boatload of work is to after yep. I get it. But anyway, I can I can help out there. Running on 
two years. We just had our two-year anniversary of being a podcast, so yeah, we're pretty excited. Nice. You celebrate? Oh, we did. We had an, actually an episode with Mammoth Distilling out nice. of Center Lake, Michigan. Okay. Anyway, I had 10-year-old bourbon to sip along nice. on that episode. 10-year-old bourbon. Yeah. Why don't we bring any of that? I know. I, I, you know what? It's it's sitting at home. It's in the deep back part of the shelf. Smart. It only comes out on very special, special occasions. occasions. Maybe maybe Apparently this isn't special enough. No, it's. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just met you today, so yeah. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> well, uh, so going around the horn now, Matt. You're not recording. You don't have a microphone, but Matt from Huntwise is here. Do you have anything you want to? Do you want to say anything? Here, bring him. Give him a mic. Give the give the guy a mic. Good guys, glad to be here. <laughs> Matt's going to be just hanging out with the dudes, taking some pictures and stuff. Good buddy of ours. And Joe. Uh, I'm Joe Griffin. I don't have a podcast. Yet. Um, Yet. This might be your Just think about, think about a lot. Think about this. Yeah, the Joe Griffin podcast. Yeah, that's strong. If you need information about shooting two-and-a-half-year-old eight points or yeah. waterfall hunting a little bit and elk hunting as much as I can, that would probably be the podcast you listen to. Two-and-a-half, that's our specialty. Mm-hmm. That's you kind know. of my dig. Yeah. <laughs> Every year I'm like, this is going to be the year I'm going to shoot an older deer. And nope. they never beat the two-and-a-half-year-old eight-point. You know so what? Get shot. The Michigan special. You're, you're, you're complying with the APR zone that's slowly spreading throughout the state. <laughs> that's right. You're still get, putting meat in the freezer, and that's, you know, what it's all about, right, Nick? Exactly. You got to put meat in the freezer. So mm-hmm. it's either two and a half or it's, uh, you know, mama doe. And at that point, you know, there there's still a lot of round of them around here. But, yeah, two and a half, that's good enough for me. Yeah, they're not easy to shoot two and a half year old bucks in Michigan even. Now, when I say two and a half, I've killed a lot of one and a half too. Like, <laughs> two and a half is like, all right, this is a good day. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to brag about this yeah. one. Yes. I'm going to send some texts out. So the, everybody's, we're here together. We found some, you know, local guys thought, why not do it in person? Nick brought a, a beautiful spread of food. It's uh, which is nice. delicious. Give us the rundown again of gotcha. what you brought. So yeah, I really I went really on the aesthetic side of it. I brought here a, a piece of oak board out. Did try to do like a big charcuterie board. So I got. Is that how you pronounce it? I thought it's charcuterie. Is it charcuterie? Uh-oh. Charcuterie. Charcuterie. Uh-oh. I don't know. I went to Middleville, so pronunciation is. <laughs> I went to isn't South, so what is, yeah. <laughs> so however you would like to say it, yeah. smorgasbord. How about mm, that? No, wood platter. So yeah, I've got a couple couple cheeses on there that are just basic. Uh, we got a horseradish cheese and a cheddar. The real sh- the real star of the show here is the pastrami, and that's mm. uh, that's a mm-hmm. venison pastrami made with bottom round off the deer. And then the top round was made into the jerky, and that's a smoky maple that I'm currently working on. The maple needs to come out a little bit more. But anyway, it, it really does have a good sweet note to it. And then I've also got my Huntivore hot dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hot dogs are a whole completely different game. If we end up talking about the meat point, you know, you have your brat, which is made of the ground. But when you get to the hot dog, you have to start talking about emulsification. Mm-hmm. And I'm it's sure all about emulsification. Everybody has seen the uh, YouTube show of how hot dogs are made and they never want to eat a hot dog again. There's there's science behind why that has to happen. So if you're a fan of hot dogs and bologna, you'll like those. It's like Dwight Schrute. If you ever watch The Office, like if you've seen how the hot dogs make, all you want to do is eat more hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm all about that. I'm not an office guy. No? Never have. I'm more of a Parks and Rec guy. I know it's written by the same dude. Yeah, they're both good. I, I can't complain. Yeah, I'm just saying. What are you, Joe? What are you? Office guy, Parks and Rec. I'm a big YouTube guy. Of You're just, YouTube. I just watch hunting shows. That's <laughs> I'm you know what? Pretty boring. I can, no, I can. I'm a big Yellowstone guy. I'm a huge Yellowstone. Is it good? Guy. Oh my god! I like for me to like a TV show that isn't involved in hunting. That's, but it kind that of, speaks it's close. Yeah. Uh, not really. It's, I mean, it's it's dram- It's a dramatic show. Yeah. Like hmm. for me to dive in like that's what I'm doing tonight is watching episode what six. 
episode six, season three. <laughs> it is my dig. How long, should, are the, how long are the episodes? Hour-ish. Okay. Something like that. See, not bad. If it's, if it's a good drama these days, it's at least an hour. Oh, my God. All the good ones are an hour. Mm. There's no 20-minute show anymore if it's like a real, like Game of Thrones. That's like an hour each. I've never watched that one. Oh, oh, dude, it's good. Not a TV guy. But, all right, then you said hunting, and this will all loop around to scouting at some point. Hunting shows you're watching. What's your your jam on YouTube? So I really like Stuck in the Rut because it's a lot of no BS, just straight up hunting. They don't sugarcoat anything. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Born and Raised is very unique. I like the Born Um, and Raised ones, yeah. I've never seen Stuck in the Rut. I don't think anyone could dislike the Born and the Raised guys. They're just too likable people yeah, they're like the nicest guys yeah and i met those guys at the western hunt expo and they're no different in person they're just solid people no yep. they're real unlike jared who's unlike just jared. a jerk i've met jared a couple i have times. a total diva i have my podcast voice yeah and then i'm like james shut up <laughs> he's yeah. so mean i was gonna say you were a lot different just... the other day when we were walking the woods this guy's an asshole. well you bring it on me yeah. sometimes. fair so Fine. you're so you're stuck in the rut do you ever watch hunt in public i do and they actually did an episode with born and raised that I actually I like watched last night. That was pretty cool. But yeah, I, I have watched Hunting Public a little bit more. The whatever season I'm coming into, it's like hype videos. It's like music videos before you go to a concert kind of thing. So before turkey season, I watch their turkey yep. tour thing. Once whitetail stuff comes along, I'll watch a little bit of that. Same here. So yeah. I, I've been going real hard at the hunting. I've been watching um, that Sea Bucks, which yeah, was uh, we had that guy on John Altman. He's really good. I've watched a lot of Clay Hayes. So I saw him. He did one at the, oh, shoot, it eludes me now, Full Draw Film Tour. He had a film in there with his daughter, I believe, where she fell off the horse. Oh, and they were going, no, that's, that's Clay, Newcomb. Clay Newcomb. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah but I like Badlands. Actually, I watched you're right. Badlands. Yep, you're right. I watched all that dude's videos several times. Mm-hmm. We had him on the podcast, one of my favorite guys. Yeah, that was a fun one. He tells Very good stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very unique. He's got that southern way about him, which is just enjoyable, mm-hmm. you know. And he hunts bears in Arkansas, which is kind of a... Badass. Yeah, yeah. really cool. So... This podcast is going out in August. End of August, right? Which, by the way, speaking of August, it's my birthday next week. Do you get me I anything? Kn- I know that. It's in no, my, you don't. It's in my well, calendar. happy birthday. Here's the thing. I, te- I tested Jared because I said, hey, man, we're recording a podcast next Tuesday. Are you uh, available? And usually it's just assumed every Tuesday we record. And he and I just was testing to say, yeah, man, it's your birthday. Like, I, I, I gave him some opportunity. He never said anything. He, he had no idea How it's my birthday. You? May 21 is your birthday. May 20? That's wrong. May 19. You guys are a cute couple. Do you couple. even know? Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's been together for a my long dad time. My dad is May 20. <laughs> yeah, we have. Uh, May 19. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's no, just, it's no the, way. It's the day before. His, see? Is that your birthday? Birthday brother's over Really? Here. Yeah. yeah. August um, 11, Joe? No? November 7. Peak Ooh. rut. Peak rut. Mm-hmm. Happy your birthday. Dad. You guys have the bear rut, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's pretty legit. That's a pretty legit. That's a pretty legit time to be. I knew I liked you, Nick, for a reason. You bet. Yeah, you bet. Do you guys think well, you guys are 1988? 85. 85. Grief. You are old. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Appreciate it. I, you play young, though, man. <laughs> Experienced. I know. I play the baby face really well. That's that's, that's why I grew my, a beard. Yeah, I can't grow a beard at so all. I, no, I can't either. Neither can I. It doesn't stop me. Yeah, same here. Look at my dude. <laughs> I if you look, look close. Like a stray dog. This is I went for the mullet. Instead this is of the one beard. long like hair <laughs> that's just wrapped around a lot. You know, it's not a good beard. It's a weave. It, I, I'm just thankful lately. It's a weave. The I'm, chin weave. The chin weave. Lately, my wife has stopped using air quotes when she refers to my beard. You know, which I think means I've made it. You, you're definitely there. There is like. There was that moment where you have to get past the awkward yes. stage. Yeah. And it's usually the two month. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
I'll, I got right into the awkward stage and stayed right there. <laughs> I've been there for two years. <laughs> it's all right. You just got to push past. It, uh, oh. I don't think there's any pushing past this, buddy. <laughs> but I've got a question for you, Jared. You you rate, you can grow a good beard pretty I quickly. F- I fart <laughs> and my beard's full. Comes out. I've seen it. It's weird. It's like sa- the movie Santa Claus. Yeah, you I mean, shave shaves once, and it pops like out. Thirty seconds. I want. I was telling Laura I want to go with the Phil Robertson beard, like real, really long. Like, do I have it or do I do I not have it? Genetically, is this uh, you my don't, you max? Don't, you don't have it. I don't have it. You don't have it. If you grew your hair out, would it be a fro or be long hair? Fro. Yeah, you've got curly Just, hair. Just it grows up. I could do it. You could do, do it. it. Yeah. Why don't you do it? Do it. Grow it now. Don't cut it till end of deer season. Till Idaho. Till Idaho <laughs> next year. A year beard. A year. A year. It's called a year. Okay. You should grow. You gotta a get the beard lingo down. What do you think? Uh, he's gotta go for what a full think? year. Yeah. Y- you and Joe. Yeah, I think you need a stash if you're gonna start elk hunting. See, I think. I yeah. think for Idaho, I'm gonna do the Fu Manchu, or I'm gonna do like the General Burnside, uh, you can't where do it that. comes down and then you just shave off the chin. I, I think you'll shave Idaho if you do that. Idaho is cold. You're gonna get that wind if you yeah. can just tuck that beard down into like the neck front of your warmer. Shirt. Yeah, I got a neck warmer on right now. Right, you wouldn't even have to wear the scarf. You could just tuck it down in and be good to go. I'm a fan mm. of the scarf though. Are you right. the yeah. neck gator thing? The gator. I am too. I I wear it. I actually have this on because I was out and about today. We gotta wear them. And is that your covert scar? Your yeah. covert scar? Uh, that's what I used to. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice. We call it Corvid at my house. It actually makes it more of a likable sickness, you know, calling something Corvid. <laughs> Sounds like a city in Alaska. <laughs> yeah, Alaska. yeah, it's Corvid, Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> do you wear that, like, out scouting? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Just to Keep walk the around. sun off, off. It keeps bugs out off my neck. I like something right there. So, why do you? Yeah. I know you do. I just saw you do it yeah, the other day. I did do it. That's just because I came out of a store, though. Oh, I had same. Ba- okay. I had to buy batteries. So, scouting. Like I've been trying to talk about, Jared keeps interrupting me. August, we're, we all have different hunting styles here. And I only know this because Joe and I started talking about this leading up to this podcast a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're a Michigan guy, but you don't hunt like the traditional Michigan way, would you say? I do and I don't. So I, I do hunt out of a tree stand quite a bit. I started kind of doing the spot and stock thing that you're referring to, which is unconventional for Michigan. Yeah. I belong to a club up in the UP, the western side of the UP. And when you think of the UP, you think cedar swamps thick, and yep. thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not the case where we're at. It's a lot of, we do have the cedar swamps, but we have a lot of really big rolling hay fields. And those hay fields have a lot of ditch rows and fence rows. Nice. And we'll have a lot of times where deer will come out in sporadic spots like they do in big woods. It's not so much a pattern up there. It's just they're coming out of this chute today. They're coming out of this bottom today. They're coming out yeah. of this marsh today. But they always end up in this hay field. And mm-hmm. there's crisscrossing fence rows that are in that hay field. So if I can get the wind right and take my sock or my shoes off and tuck my pants into my socks, I yeah. can usually creep up these hedgerows and make a play on a deer. So I started doing that with stuff around home and then crossing that with the western stuff that I do. And good practice too, dude. Mm-hmm. It trips my trigger. Yeah, sneaking <laughs> up on a deer is like oh. it's awesome. Gets my goose. Oh. It, it, it gets it, my goose. It, <laughs> it's way more exciting. It is. I did. I've did. I've shot two that way, and it is just mm-hmm. like when you're done, you're like, even if it's a doe, oh, yeah. you are jacked up. Oh yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I'll shake myself out of a tree too. Like, oh yeah, it's for all sure. good. I love it all. Do you do you get the just shakes pretty bad still? Oh Jared? yeah. I have anxiety, man. I get I get nervous about everything. You, there's everything. There's something you could take for that's legal here in Michigan now. Well, yeah, I probably could. But. I've seen signs for that all over the highway now. Yeah, it's <laughs> every Lord. every other sign is legal, bud. Come here, we've got this. <coughs> was anything in that pastrami we just ate? Because yeah. I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a little. Well, it's the CBD, not the. Oh, uh, that's right. Well, then I just feel relaxed. Yeah, that's right. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Do you you guys deal with a lot of wolves and stuff out there? You know, I've been up there since 2006 or seven. Okay. 
and we had a stretch from like 2010 or 11 till two years ago where every year we'd see a wolf we've seen wolves go after deer we've lost deer to wolves that we've shot and yeah. lost them on the blood trail the last two years we have not seen them at all and i think it was 2013 or 14 that we when i say we michigan did a season where you could buy a tag for 100 bucks and then you call this number every day and once i think 18 of them got shot season was closed done really? No one participated in it. I think eight of them got shot, and it took the whole season to do it. So They're not easy to hunt. No, they're smart. And I have the utmost respect for those things. They're they're a cool animal. They are, yeah. really. And you hear some of the stories of the farmers up there shooting them in the guts. And we had one of one of the guys we leased land from come over and give us a box full of treble hooks. He's like, hang these around the woods and put some meat on it. And it's like, no. That's cruel, yeah. man. That's a cool animal. And I get it. They're losing, st- I don't know. They're that's just like the, anything else. They need to be managed, but hanging hooks and shooting them in the guts is not managing. No, no, that's just basically torturing an animal. Yeah, it's almost kind of like uh, even down here in the, the lower peninsula where the coyotes are coming in. You got half the group that is like that is a really cool animal. Yeah, and that is a piece of God's glory <laughs> that He's created. And right, it's very efficient at what it does. Mm-hmm. But somehow we've needed to, we needed an enemy to say something about our deer population yeah and it's getting the brunt so there's the other half that are like yeah shoot them bomb them trap them do whatever you want to do to poison them yeah poison all this stuff and it's like at that point like if we're if we're going to manage it let's let's manage it but at the same time it's got to be just like you said with the wolves it's got to be in a respectful fashion Mm -hmm. and that's everything i mean every every organism every ecosystem every animal out there deserves respect Right, we're stopping on their toes. They're not stopping on ours. Well, and it's all so interrelated. I mean, we're learning more and more. Uh, you 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 destroy one animal, Something and it throws everything's thrown off. You know, right? Do you I guys can, follow the wolves coming into Colorado thing at all? A little bit. I'm not. I can't say I'm that like that. One scares me though. How come? So if if there was something in place, and I know this is nothing to do with scouting. It's fine. If there's something in place that as we bring these in, that we have a management plan. Mm-hmm. Like okay, after the three after three years goes by, we're going to reevaluate this. Right. If wolves have taken over, we're going to start hunting them. Yeah. If we can say that up front, I'm all about it. Bring them back. Yeah. But the last time we had a wolf population in Colorado was hundreds of years ago. Other than the very northwest sure. corner. Yep. That corner. Yep. So Colorado has changed a lot in the last couple hundred years. I mean, there's a lot of you go. I mean, it's big country, but you can't go over one ridge and down the other. There's a city on every side. We've right. been, all the the bottom lands in Colorado are either ranched or ski resorts or cities. Yeah. All the alpine and stuff, obviously you can't develop that. But in the winter, all these elk come down low, all these deer come down low. They've got no place to go because there's cities and ranches and stuff like that down there. Yeah. So now we're going to put elk into that mix too. Wolves, or, I'm yeah. sorry, wolves, yep. yeah. I wish there was some better planning going into mm-hmm. that than just... Well, you get, then, you get some weird brushes between people and wolves, which... People will overreact, kind of to your point. They'll wipe out a ton of the deer because, like you said, they don't have anywhere to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. And it's interesting just one the introduction of one thing can just throw everything off. Like you said, Michigan, the, the UP, every time I go up there, there's always some guy I meet who just bitches about wolves. And it's like, <laughs> you're like, oh, the, the best wolf's a dead wolf. And I'm like, really? Man, those, I always say it, like, I think they're kind of cool. And they look at you like you are the biggest idiot. Like, you're not even from here. You have no idea. You troll. Yeah, exactly. You troll, living under the bridge. 
there is some truth to that though that the people that live amongst those things see a lot more than true yeah 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 i think a lot of them up there too think that i think a lot of people see a big ass coyote in the field they're like oh there's a wolf when you see a wolf you know it. they're a large animal very different and it's a it's an experience when you see one they're very cool yeah we've uh i've I've only been in colorado i've never seen them in colorado i've never i don't know that i've even seen them in michigan ever i saw them in pennsylvania in a a reserve (laughs) that counts that counts all right so gives um, you an idea for how they're big big and powerful they are but they're surprisingly light i was reading like they're not a heavy animal they're not like like as big as a dude's lab you know what I'm saying? They're athletes. They're athletes. And I'm sure their paws are made for, I mean, not, they're not quite like a lynx, but at the same time, like they push the elk into the deep snow because they're sinking and yeah. they can spread those paws out and just stay on Oof. top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, I, I thought I heard talk you might be uh, doing a little wolf hunt next year. So one of the guys that Matt works with, Idaho, this coming, I don't know what it would be, February? Yeah. Something Because like, they never close from what I gather. Yeah. He's got some friends out there that hunt them and hunt them very successfully so they running dogs with them no that's you wouldn't have dogs if you did that how do you how do you hunt primarily it's you listen for the howls you get in there and you run an e-collar you call back to them you have glass form spot and stock cut them off but dogs would get killed i mean people people running dogs for mountain lion lose them to lions or to wolves all the time same thing with bear hunters in the up interesting yeah that would mess your dog up Mm-hmm. I have a buddy that lost two dogs last year to wolves in the UP. Really? Yeah. I was looking at trying to run dogs for bears this year in the UP. We were talking about this now, before did the you, podcast. Matt said you drew a bear tag? I didn't. Who, who was the Drew Bear? Was it you? I thought one of you guys. I tried drew. to. I had enough points that technically they said I should have drawn. I went second season, two sec- different second seasons, and I don't remember which areas they were, but I had four points, I think. I didn't get drawn. Really? For yeah. second season? Yeah. And so, I don't know what the deal is, Bank but... It. Yeah, I banked next it and didn't get it next year. Point creep is happening to Michigan, I too, know. I, I guess. <laughs> well, I talked to some guys. They're like, well, I... Th- some, and I feel like people just say this now. They're like, well, I think it has to do with COVID. And it's like, may- maybe. Maybe that became a thing, but all I know is I was really excited because I thought for sure... Based on what everybody's saying, I'm like a lock. You know, I called a bunch of guys, had it all, you know, like a, a guide set up and ready to go. And he was bragging to me. I'm like, dude, I got a bear, I got a bear, I had a bear tag. tag. <laughs> that's, that's a bear in the freezer, nope. and it never happened. So, man, total jinx on that one. Yeah, I shouldn't have said it. Jinxed it. I thought I'd have a Wyoming tag this year too. And that hurts, man. I'm never the lucky guy that gets that cool draw. My buddy drew the governor's, or not the governor tag, but the PIW tag for Nevada this year, which is statewide, season wide, in the big buck state for mule deer yeah and he put in like a 20 dollar name in the hat kind of thing it's like how yeah how and i was a 48 percent chance to draw and i mean i guess that's 50 50 essentially so i shouldn't be surprised but still I didn't draw, but come on his, his was well that we had tag on from mm-hmm. first light he put in like a, a raffle tag and he, he had never been hunting before he got drawn for a a sheep hunt a doll sheep hunt in the brooks range yeah yeah just nuts. never had gone hunting before and so his it was pretty cool hearing his story like just prepping to do that holy to cow never have any experience yes. he's like i think like... i shot a grouse once or so i forgot what it was he's probably there right now isn't he that season started he already this was ago. two years ago oh okay yeah he got one i mean he he did it yeah they did it yeah he's a good dude okay so your your uh your style of hunting is a little unorthodox you you mentioned your western hunting or western up hunting now the up gets a pretty bad rap when it comes to deer hunting like when i envision deer hunting i envision not a lot of deer up there and all small maybe does and a small box is that is couldn't that be further from the truth really? honestly so there's pockets and i've got buddies that hunt 
kind of central up mm-hmm. and they, they'll shoot big old swamp bucks but it's yeah yeah that's i guess what you would think of when you think of like eastern up or the far north where it's just brutal winters bad food source yep and wolves maybe yeah to some point yeah. i guess i read somewhere that black bears actually have more i think i heard that effect too, on the fawns than anything so but where i hunt in the western up it's a lot of farmland yeah it's nothing to see 60 70 80 deer at night it's it, i mean we've, we've gone there for the last 15 years if that tells you anything yeah and it's not i mean it, the tradition is a part of it but it's right. also because it's phenomenal deer hunting you taking some good deer out of there two and, good, and a half year old bucks they're, they're <laughs> good deer for me no honestly though we've we've killed some good deer out of there we killed one a friend of mine killed a four and a half year old ten that probably went one twenty five, one thirty. I mean, nice. Yeah, it's a good deer to see deer. Like, you'll see a deer like that every year. It's you'll commonly see a hundred inch eight point, and I'll commonly shoot. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah it's. You I mean, you're not going to shoot a booner up there, but I'm fine with that. Yeah, good experience. It's great. Is better. Great hunting. So, are you? Do you ever visit? Or you've probably spent enough time there over fifteen years. You don't need to go and learn new areas or anything like that. Like you're not heading up there early, are you? No, the majority of my scouting, I would say 95% of my scouting happens locally here or out west. Okay. If I if I do venture up and do something out there, it's well seasons happening. Yep, okay. Mm-hmm. What are you doing around here? I hunt a lot of marshes. Yep. I hunt a lot of places that I can access by boat. I hunt a lot of places that people would go to goose hunt and not deer hunt. Sure. No, yep. mm-hmm. we were just at one spot where yeah, Jared we put out a cell camera and it didn't turn on. We gotta go all the way back there. It's on. It's not communicating. <laughs> oh no! Does it save something to a card or anything, or are the, all the pictures it's taking? I off? don't know, man. I just hope we can find it. It's on. <laughs> I know. I'm saying find the camera. I know where it is. We you mark- didn't mark it? Well, we, well, marked, we marked it. it. We will find it. it. It's it's hairy back there. It'll be interesting. Sorry, we kicked something up. Kick something big up. So we figured we'd put out a, tri- a uh, trail camera out right there. And how many more do you have to put up yet? One. You have one left. One left. I, I only rock. I, th- I only rock three. I got one to put up two. We got to find a spot for four. it. Four, four, baby. This is gonna be a good year. I like four. Four is better than three. It is better. You know what's better than three and four? Five, five. five. I yeah. don't know. This whole thing with cameras, it's kind of going back to your uh, bear hunting thing. Where yeah. It's, it's gonna be a jinx. Do you, you think? See the deer. Oh yeah. You long for mm. the big that comes in at ten o'clock at night. Yep. And that's all you want, but. Dude, he just, he came, he got his picture taken, and he gone. Yes, I think, so, I, did, I had that last year. I had, like, three or four good 120-inch-plus deer, which is, for public land in Michigan, good. And last year, I'm, like, all excited. Like, you know, I get out there, and I, I sit, and I let an eight-point go by. I had a bunch of shots at does, just thinking, like, you you know, you, you said. You let an eight-point go by? I did. Yeah, it was a small, <laughs> it was a small one. I mean, it wasn't even outside the ears. It was a Jared buck, you know? Do not listen to him. Here's the thing, James. That same deer comes by at the last day of the season. Would you would have taken it? Well, I can actually honestly answer that question. I was hunting (laughs) one of the last days of the season. There was a buck that was just out of range that was roughly the same size. It was outside the ears, but not much. Not a great buck, but a a respectable buck, especially with the with the old recurve, actually longbow at the time. And I would have totally shot it. So. Oh, buttons are respectable with that. <laughs> right. Smash them. <laughs> now, ask, ask James how many deer he shot last year. How many deer did you shoot last I year, I didn't James? shoot a deer. Okay. Mm. Now, ask me how many I shot last year. How many shoot deer did you shoot? I shot two. One in each state. One in each. St- must be nice okay. with those training wheels on. 
Ooh. <laughs> you know, I have a teammate here now, Joe. Well, he shoots trad too. I shoot them both exclusively. He's got his feet. Hell in. no. Yes. No high dollar hunts. <laughs> I'm shooting with a bow, man. Yeah. I'm the only exclusive. I'm a purist, I guess. You know, with my fletched arrows and my I was uh, rest. Say. I was gonna say yeah. that looks pretty modern for yeah, a trad bow over there. Tom Clum would punch you in the face. He would. If he he would. Right now. <laughs> I don't even wear plaid yeah. when I'm out there. So no, I had the same thing. So I saw these deer. I had it in my head. I'm like, I'm. I, you know what? I was thinking in the past, this is something I'd take a shoot, shot at. This year, I'm going to be patient. I'm just going to let it come to me, and we'll, we'll see what happens. And I didn't shoot a deer. Actually, I missed twice last year. Took my daughter out once, and I wasn't going to shoot the deer. I, I, but she's like, Dad, shoot, shoot the deer. It was like a 30-yard shot. I sent it over the back. And then I shot. I missed one actually, right over there. <laughs> I was in snow <laughs> snowstorm. Right, my always left. Yeah, I missed one. I missed one. The uh, more I'm yeah, sitting here, the more I'm like, I could picture deer dying in this yard. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. There's for tons sure. of deer. And so I'm sitting. I literally put up. I create. We're sitting in my yard for people listening in. But I built a ground blind around my woodshed, and they would come. They come up here, and they kind of go, and they either fil- filter that way or that way. They filtered up by the fort that I built my daughter during COVID. Your neighbor's house kind of looks like a little food plot down there in the bottom. Well, he hunts. His brother hunts, like, right over there. Do you guys wave at each other yes, when you go out? sometimes I'm like, hey, man. Well, I, okay, Thanksgiving Day, I walk <laughs> out my door, and I I, li- I love living in the woods because I pee outside. It just feels good. And so I'm peeing, and I hear, whack! And I look over, the dude shot one with his crossbow, and I see, a uh, like, a little buck, like a, a fork, just run up and die right over there. So he hunts it, and he's shooting those uh, Michigan monsters. Getting after it. I saw your guys' logo was a fork and horn, which I appreciate that. You're welcome. Well, you know, we keep it real. We're not, it's you good. know, we're not pretenders. We we're not pretenders. shoot monster box, man. We Can you make a new hat that has a spike with yeah. a little bit of a curl for me? <laughs> you see uh, the guys from, what are the, uh, the hunting podcast we were on? The OKest Hunter is one of their brands, and it's oh, like. Oh, yeah. They it's have like, like the one, one little, little shed that it's just like the yeah. one. I can respect split. that. They lean into it, you know. Yeah. They call it buck shaming, and I can appreciate that. Hey, we wanted to take a quick break here from the conversation to thank a couple of our sponsors who helped make this show possible. One of the reasons why James and I love hunting so much is because we get to share our wild game with other people. But we need to be able to do it that's easy and reliable every time. Gorilla Grills is a local company here in West Michigan based in Holland. One of the great things about them is they ship the grill directly to you. There's no middleman, no big box store, so they're able to make a superior product at a better price point. The food and the smoke quality that's coming off this grill is unbelievable. We've received so many compliments on it already. So if you guys want to find out more about what Mark and his team are doing over there, head over to GorillaGrills.com to order your new grill. Now a proud partner of Boga Hunting, the American-owned, veteran-owned, Wisconsin-based Vortec Optics Company designs, engineers, produces, and distributes a complete line of premium sport optics, accessories, and apparel. Dedicated to providing unrivaled customer service and exceptional quality, Vortex backs its products with an unconditional transferable lifetime VIP warranty. So if you guys want a glass with the best, head over to VortexOptics.com and use promo code BOGA20 for 20% off. Thanks for listening, and let's jump back in. We had it this year in Montana. It was day day three of 11, 
and we saw this little he was a spike bull but he had brow tines he was yeah. a two by two and he's legal legal yeah. and he goes and he beds down and i'm with my buddy Aaron. and he's like do you think we should go for it and i'm like taking my pack off already getting ready to go on this <laughs> dog like yes i'm going for it oh, yeah. <laughs> i got such bad fever for that stupid little bull that i missed it <laughs> well, the thing is man that's we're we've been talking about that going to idaho next year and like anything legal yeah i'd probably I'd, i'll probably take anything legal oh yeah I'm, I'm looking to get a... Especially on a general tag. Yeah, exactly. First time out. First time out, archery. Do not wait. Shoot a cow. Shoot whatever. a cow. Well, and I, I figure, and I Jared's been giving me a hard time. We talked about this in the podcast before. He always gives me a hard time. I tell him, I'm telling you, off the podcast... That's because I'm usually the blunt so of all the jokes yeah. on this podcast. It's okay, well, though. <laughs> no, I, uh, I want to hang a saddle. I want to hunt a, a water hole. Or oh. a, a wallow and just sit all day. Is that a terrible idea? I can't do it. I've tried. What if I could, if say you could do it? Would it be a good tactical move? If it's hot, hot, they usually hit those at nights. Problem. Okay, I so. read that. I was worried about you, that you'd say that. I've done it. <laughs> it's not for me, man. No, no it's I can just hardly, hunting. I can hardly sit in a tree for five hours whitetail hunting. I no. No, it's that's a tough part. But I figure my my this is my thought. I get a bear and a like a general elk tag, and mm-hmm. I just wait first. Anything. Get a deer tag too. Get a deer tag too. I think I, I think I can get most species at resident cost. Yeah, you get a cheap tag, military. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I get. I oh can, dude. I, I can get. Why an, have you not I, done this already? I can get an L tag for seventy five bucks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we're and we're I going next year. But yeah, that's a good point. Maybe I'll get a deer. I thought is said that, if I'm by a wallow or a, like a pond or something, I can just sit there and first legal thing that comes by. I just shoot. I, I remember I got the recurve, so I need I need it to be perfect. I, I can't just be taking thirty yard shots out like like some kind of. Put every card you can in your hand. Learn how to call, spot and stalk, find the wallows, mark it all, find find the benches, find the travel corridors. Yeah. I found if you sit on a bench like you would a wallow, yeah, something's gonna walk across that. Because I mean, imagine Idaho's this steep. steep. If you can find a flat spot on a bench, that's where they're gonna travel yeah well and we found Nine that we found that we i saw that this year during the rut for whitetail i saw more deer on like little benches or little draws than i i feel like that just opened my eyes this year to it every mm. good encounter i had with a buck was on a draw or a bench this year would you would yeah, you agree i would agree with that that's where you shot was yours on that was where you shot yours in uh wisconsin where it's super hilly and you just play those little you know sways in the the hill and they they travel right up but those that buck was but two bucks for cha- three bucks for chasing yeah, that hot dog. Just two, uh, a little spike, and then that uh, eight that I shot. Yeah, just and another it. one that came afterwards. And another one came right with you. It, yeah. So like Wisconsin, I think like big marshy flats. Is that no? Th- not where we were. This was driftless, so bottom southwest. And what was what's unique, and we've talked about this before, but it's no glaciers went through, so nothing has been like smoothed out. No, I watched that. You made a, a video yeah. on that. It's like a big rock shelf. Yes, and stuff, that's right? all of it. Yeah. It's amazing. That's cool. Yeah, that's it was awesome. really, that was why we kind of searched that. We're like, it's I thought that was like West Virginia or something. No, right. That's Wisconsin. Yep. No We're, shit. We, I would go back there. That was just a too. good time. Actually, family friend of ours. I started talking to him about, yeah, we went to Wisconsin last year. And he's like, oh, yeah, where'd you go? And I, I told him the area. He goes, really? Were you by this river? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, dude, I was hunting that exact same spot. Really? Practically like the week after you. Did he do well? No, they didn't see a single thing. It was tough hunting. We had some like brief moments of good, but it wasn't consistently great. What time of year did you go? We went the first week in November, and we had been, you know, we're plotting out spots on the map. We're looking at, you know, potential camping sites of where we could walk out from there, you know, give us a good mile radius of spots mm-hmm. 
from our campsite that we could walk to. So we had probably 10 different stand locations that we wanted to hit once we got there. Well, and we had narrowed that down. We picked this area based on, like, kill reports and yeah. bucked any any yeah. information. Like, we went in technical. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's fine. And then I guess really once you get there, you can have all these spots in mind. But until you get there and actually get boots on the ground, you're like, this is completely different. Yep. Than what oh, I yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Lines on a map mean nothing at that yeah. point. Yeah. And so it's – it was really about kind of adjusting adjusting your focus and your strategy. Because at first we're like, oh, we're just going to hunt these field edges right here. Yeah. But those field edges ended up being like chest-high grass for upland birds. And there was a ton of upland bird hunters there at the time. Yeah, with dogs everywhere. Yeah. So they're pushing everything around. It's like, well, I can't hunt here. Let's yeah. Now we have to go to these other spots. Oh. All your planning goes out the window as yeah. soon as you shut the truck door. Exactly. Pretty much every hunt that you do that for the first time, like the first time we went out to Montana, it was like we pull up and, okay, we have this great plan. Everything looks great. We've thought about this for months. Oh, there's 19 trucks on the trail. I have right. horse trailers. <laughs> They're going to be in deep. I don't <laughs> think we're going to get deeper than the horses, but we can try. <laughs> right. Nope. Yeah, that's that's an interesting – and that, you know, it ties into scouting, right? Because you do all this virtual scouting, which I feel like right leading up to the season – that's all you got. Mm-hmm. So other when you're not watching YouTube videos, at least for me, I'm just pouring on the HuntWise map. Like, I am looking at it. Com- I, I was doing things, and we talked about this with you guys. I was literally looking at nearby leases, and hunting leases, and looking through their buck pictures to see, like, you know, how is the buck population, what are genetics right. like in this area? I was like – the same thing with outfitters, do you? man. Same mm-hmm. thing. Yep, and it's like any kind of, any kind of you know, extra – advantage you can get and i guess we did do well you got a, a decent buck out of there f- literally your first day first full day yeah i had the great first idea magic, man. i Lost had the great idea magic. of doing a river float just to kind of scout the river down and then have someone else pick us up at the bottom so i'm with mark i know i've told this story before but i'm gonna tell it again so and deal with it yeah <laughs> so i, I haven't have, heard it so. I, yeah. I have my bow and mark's got his camera and that's practical we got a one bottle of water because we're thinking, oh. I was trying to give you stuff when you got on the boat, too. I was like, well, you want to take this? You're like, no, man, we'll be, it'll be half an hour. Exactly. I thought, you know what? It's only going to take maybe an hour and a half. Come, <laughs> come pick us up. We'll be done. We'll scout the area, and we'll have a better idea. That stretch probably would have taken us six hours. Oh, yeah. Easily six hours. Uh, going back to your map, not yeah. being reality, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just not the same. So it's starting to get dark out, and I turned to Mark. I'm like, dude, we got to get out and just find a spot. So we got out and we looked on our map and saw this cornfield. We're like, dude, let's go, let's go to that. Up and on it, a step, right? And it ended up being just a like a vertical hike. And we're like, there's no way we're gonna get there. You know, let's just. And nothing is coming down that way because it's it's just like way too steep in Wisconsin. Yes, in Wisconsin. It, really? it was ridiculous. Two guys. You, you I mean, you're you trying would, to hike it up. We this. actually <laughs> almost got our raft punctured by a beaver dam. We came around the corner of a river. <laughs> Straight into spikes. Oh, jeez. All I can picture is that movie. What is it? Without a paddle. Yeah. All <laughs> up in some rock yeah. canyon. That's what they were doing when they <laughs> shot the deer. Were you the big spoon or the little spoon? I'm always big. Okay, good. That's not true. He I don't, loves to be I don't believe him. I don't like worry. being, you know, you're he right. loves to be held. Little spoons, not though, you know? a bad time. <laughs> yeah. I uh, mean, everybody's hating on the little spoon, but who, like, deep who down. Who doesn't like being warm? I like to be held. Oh, yeah, we finally get up to a spot, and it's like, whatever, let's just go down to the bottom of this draw by the river. We'll just sit there and see what we see. And I sat down. Mark right started. by a bench, saddle. Yes, yeah, so I'm in the draw, and I'm just down by the river. We're probably like 40 yards from the river. Mark goes, starts taking a nap, <laughs> and I'm just looking up off the other side of this draw because it's, it's real tall oak trees. It's all oak. It's key. And it's all beautiful. of a sudden, I just see three deer run down and go back up the other side, and that's when I go, hey, Mark, 
that camera going? It's like, what? <laughs> like, we got deer coming. So I get up. We're hunting on the ground. And finally, they come back down this ridge and up on our side. And that's when I kind of sat up and drew back. And then the doe started running straight at me and got within five yards. If we got a video of this. Veered off it. in front of me. And two bucks were behind her. Drew back, and I shot him at five yards. Landed about in the river oh, right dude. by our boat. I was going to say, if it's that steep, you probably yeah. <laughs> made it to the bottom of yep. the river. So he died right there. I went ahead and shuttled Mark back across the river. Yep, which was kind. Which was you. nice of me. Uh, and I came back, picked up the buck, put him on the canoe, <laughs> pop. Antler pumped Antler a hole right, through right in the right in Just the a boat. Pinky size, <laughs> thumb really, thumb size hole. Dude, they call me to tell me this because this is my boat. And they're like, hey, <laughs> hey, James, I uh, got good news and bad news. I'm like, uh, okay. And I was I was in a foul mood because I had a, we had a rough go at the same time. And I'm like, I didn't see anything. I'm just kind of like, oh, what? He's like, well, bad news is. We got a, you know, we, we popped your, your, your boat, but good news. We got a buck and, and I'm like, Oh, uh, and it's like, I'm so torn. I have to pretend to be happy, but deep oh, down. Oh yeah, bump. that's awesome. You so what kind of boat is this? An inflatable two man canoe. Yeah. It's like, for, it's like a white rotter rapid capable boat. Would not that call that white whopper. It's, it's what class worthy. three. What's the high class? It was like, a, it's a decent thick, but you know what it doesn't stand up to? Deer antlers. 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 I could antlers. think of some rocks in white water that's probably <laughs> sharper than a deer that's antler, though. I, I don't know that I'd wa- white water raft it, but I will be taking it to some of those spots we've been scouting lately. Yeah, you know, it's too. it's nice because I don't have a pickup truck. Throw it in the back of my car, and it fits me and my wife and my daughter in it, and it folds this small, so works pretty well. But anyway, so it died by the river. It died by the river, so there's no way to get it back across, and we had to drive around to the other side and do about a three-and-a-half-mile hike. And then because that's when it suddenly became more like the Wisconsin when we had to drag the damn deer out. That's when it became Wisconsin. It was all we literally I've never been through that many prickers or briars, briars where yeah. depending on where you're from. It was a mile of just thick briars. like we, we you couldn't get through it. It took us forever. We're just kind of doing one of these shredding our clothes. <laughs> early, dr- early November, it can be warm, too. So you're kind of well, it, wasn't it was at that point it had just started finished raining and then had the temperature went from 50 to like. Two, two, three degrees. Two three. Perfect. Yeah, and so it was. That was nice. It could have been hot as balls, you know. We eventually got them out, but because it's a CWD zone, you have to take the spine out. Yeah. So gross. two guys were holding. Yeah. We actually quartered them and kept the spine and just dragged the head and spine attached. Hopefully, it slipped through. No. What a pain. Slipped through. <laughs> no, it, that was, it was almost the worst part to carry. It was just fall out, James. Well, it's right. like a zipper. Yeah, just zip. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Did so you take we, the call fat. We did you take the call fat? At that point, I'm like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just chugging it out. We, we heard coyotes coming, and it's like, we well, gotta, we, we were gonna get le- over there. We were gonna leave it overnight, and I'm like, because I'm like, dude, it's midnight or whatever. By the time we because fi- we tried to fix the boat up t- enough to go back over across rather than walk all the way around, which was a mile walk just to do that. Yep. And so yeah, all said and done, it was like what three in the morning or something yeah. like that. Got up and hunted that next morning though. You better believe it. It's all about scouting the right you places, betcha. though, right? It is. And so going back to scouting, we did a lot of aerial scouting. Nothing like boots in the ground, mm-hmm. you know. All right, Nick, I got to ask you. have been a little you. quiet over You've been there. I quiet. have been. It's because he's been eating all the time. He's, he's got jerky in his mouth, pocket. man. I don't blame him. <laughs> you, uh, you, hunt, you hunt some private land, right? Yeah. Started out private land and then, yeah, you know, discovered I literally live right next to public land at the yeah. same time. So my immediately my horizons, like, opened wide up when yeah. I really started to – because at that point I was using hang-on stands and I was kind of isolated – I got a climber, and it was like, man, this just opens up so much more. More adventure. 
yeah. that way. Yeah. And really kind of became the, the climber warrior at that point. And then by my, my scouting, like summertime, I'm always tooling around the farm of my, my parents' farm, going around the field edges, and then we've got you know our, our wood lot that we work in. And so there's a lot of times that I'm just taking the gator on through there. And it's really just finding where where are the deer running as is? What mm-hmm. is the natural flow of things? Yeah. And just making note of that. But then actually adding into the, the public side of it, it then becomes now I have to go seek that out. Yeah, right. And just like you said, I'm, I'm in close proximity. I really like to be a localite. I, my time is very valuable between having three boys, having a full-time job. It's, it's definitely one of I those things. I know that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're definitely pressed on time. So even when I tell, tell the wife, like, I'm going to go out, she's like, uh, how long? When are you going to be back? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I don't always guess that right. <laughs> no. I just In say fact, dark. <laughs> but I always <laughs> use the dark. excuse, well, I got a little lost, which yeah. actually usually is a little true. You know, it's not lost. It just takes you a little longer to get home because you went the wrong way for a while. You betcha. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's adding that in. It's been good to just get boots on the ground. And yeah, I, I do keep a phone on me as far as like, oh, I got a little GPS app that I can throw down a waypoint. And it's it's great to have. But at the same time, nothing is nothing has beaten actually walking the piece of property. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm just listening to you guys talk and like having to look online, look at maps, look at beyond like it. A completely other state and think about three months down the way that you're trying to do yep. that and i'm like man that is some rain man type of thinking there i'm just not quite to that spot but at the same time when i didn't get into a stand and i see deer come from a certain area that i didn't expect then it becomes the game of okay now why was that right mm-hmm. and so from that point my scouting really happens i think i would say mid-season or while I'm hunting. Okay. That always Depending yep. on what I'm looking at, what I'm presented with, there was a reason why they moved through. There's a re- reason why they didn't move through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I need to break that down. From that, there's been some real nice honey holes coming off of public land that has been like, you know what? There are a lot of trucks in this particular spot. And if I can use private land to get further back before they get there. Yeah. Backdoor, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Play off of them, right in the right spot, and that has played off wonderful. Yeah, same reason why I use a boat, even if it's all public. If you come in, like they're used to hearing boats, salmon fishing the whole time, guys duck hunting and stuff. They're not, they're not bothered by boats. exactly coming off the backside, right? And, and you let, let so the guys push them right to you, and no scent. I mean, you didn't lay down no scent if you come in and pop yeah. right up in a tree. My boat lays some scent. <laughs> <laughs> I got a big mud motor. That thing is not. It's not quiet. You motor. You see, so you're motoring in. You're throwing down. Without talking specifically about spots, Yeah, I have a, two spots that I will motor right into because they, the deer will hear salmon fishermen all October, sure. all November, duck hunters. Yep. It, it is a common occurrence for that boat land, the boat launch to be full of trucks, full of boats. Yep. So that's why I was asking what kind of boat you use because I'm starting to find some other spots that I don't have that luxury. And I recommend being, the boat. The, that my boat, I feel like it's a good, but at the same time, with a, a cheap kayak from Walmart, mm-hmm. you know, they are, they're on sale on occasion for like 200 bucks or something. The inflatable rafts just look so much cooler, though. It does. <laughs> it's you a saw, way better picture than some <laughs> pelican blue yeah, ass thing. Yeah, like, like, Suckers light heavy, yeah. though. <laughs> but yeah. you gotta blow that thing up, and you're out there with the pump. Yeah, just, it's One like, we fishing on yesterday is pretty awesome, though. I saw that thing. Dude, I had a motor on it, right? Stores. Just, you were the motor. I was not. Matt was motoring for a little while. Were I, you? I fished most of the time. Sure. Sure lived. <laughs> Matt got confused between reverse and drive. You know, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 
You, you had a bad trend. <laughs> it flew flat. If you switch from one to the other, you're going to drop that transmission, so you got to be careful out there. Yeah. Brad's like, you got to pull. He's just pushing. I'm like, <laughs> I think the ex- absolute opposite of what you're yeah. doing. That's what he's asking you to do right now. You know, he put <laughs> – Well, it was opposite day. Yeah, that's right. Apparently. So you're uh, so you're you're doing some fine-tuning as the season goes on. Yeah. So I've got my spots pretty much set up, kind of basically liberating myself from – the hang-ons and the like permanent stands. Did you have an aha mo- uh, aha moment? Yes. Then that liberation. I was climbing the ladder, and I've always been a harness guy. Always wear a harness. No. This this whole I want to be aggressive. I want to be in there. I want to be. I want to do the risks that it's going to take to get me to the deer. Right. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's not worth risking my life. You're a father after all. Yeah, I got, and I at this point I didn't have any kids, but anyway, I climbed the top. You're of the planning on maybe having kids. I was planning on. Yeah, it. I was even practicing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but I put my my harness strap or I strapped onto the tree, the tether, put my heart clicked in, and stepped onto the hang on stand, and it shifted, mm. and it wasn't enough like. My life was not r- really put into danger. Yeah. But I did not know that. Yeah. I thought I was going down. Yeah. That's I a mean, bad feeling, man. Grabbed onto the the ladder. I mean, I mean, it was just one arm onto that, and the the tether or the my foot was still on the the stand, and that held. But I did put tension onto the harness, and it was really just a, a wake up call. Yeah. That I was mm-hmm. like, I I don't like this. I was being careful. Thank goodness I was already tethered on to there, and yeah. I was thinking ahead. But at the same time, it was like it's a bad feeling. It was just mm-hmm. terrible. I've got three buddies that have fallen badly. One of them's in a wheelchair now. Another guy's he broke his back for a long time and missed the whole next season. Yeah, like it's no joke. I yeah. fell once. I took a five-year hiatus from really? tree stands. I don't blame I, you. I went exclusive, and you know what? I had there was no drop off in effectiveness. I say you're probably a better hunter for it, honestly. You know, you, you. I look at a, like a deadfall like that, which is not a deadfall, but something similar, and I think that's a great spot. Mm-hmm. And somehow they're always pretty close to a, a nice trail or whatever. It's. I literally. I, well, they and, fall in a flat spot usually, or they they stop in a flat. Exactly. Spot. Mm-hmm. And so I'd bring out that some netting, camo netting, and a chair, like a little uh, one of those Helinox chairs. And I mean, it's literally my whole setup is just you know two pounds, and it throws right in a backpack. You can go sit anywhere. But it, to your point. I fell. I wasn't even that high, but it was that feeling like I fell back. I did hit my arm, and I, I thought I broke it. I mean, my arm had a golf ball just hanging off the, oh, the forearm. Big old nasty welt. Exactly, and I just thought I had a really young – I think D, my daughter, was young, young, and I thought I just I just can't can't do it. So I took a five-year hiatus. Yeah, see, there was, there was times I would go up in a climber, no harness. Oh, yeah, me too. Multiple yeah. – I'm year, puckering multiple, just hearing you say Multiple yeah. years, like <laughs> – just didn't care. I'm like, I'm not wearing it. It gets in the way. Yeah, I'll, it's, I'll be it's fine. a pain. I mean, the thing is, we were what, 16, 17, 18 years old. You're kind of an idiot when you're that age. You yeah. know, confident. You know, I was confident <laughs> at that age. Yeah. But yeah, just looking on, looking back at that now, it's just like you're an idiot. Yeah. Like, why would you even risk that? I can say that about a lot of things we've done in the yeah, woods. I, and we're, I mean, I say younger, but not too long ago. Yeah, not that long ago. <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's interesting. Well, a lot longer for for Nick here. For old man over yeah. here. Old man bear rut. Right. Yeah. <laughs> at the same time, I'm the young gun coming into the hunting game. Like I was, I'm the adult onset hunter. I think there's got to be a better term than that. But anyway, yeah. the, the food really, really elevated to me uh, to to get into this. When did you start? 2010. Okay. No kidding. Yeah. This so is this your is, decade. This is my decade. Yes. Yes. This is, he's going to shoot a you. monster buck this year. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, 
I hope so, James. Hey, I, you know I what? think you, you will. Just jinxed dang it, dang it. Yeah, <laughs> he sorry. Feels good. Here, watch. I'll do it to myself too. If you can make pastrami like that, just shoot every doe you can. That's right. Well, we're gonna get into yeah. My scouting is really like where I'm finding deer and. Even at that point, like you're watching storm damage, like stuff falls down and then you see a clearing and it's like that might be something. It's basically just going in with my curiosity. Yeah. In the same time, like I'm like James where it's like I would love to have, you know, this monster buck come through. Yeah. Biggest deer that I've ever got is, yeah, two two year old. He's not even an eight point. He's a seven. Yeah. But nice. just a Michigan unique, seven. though. Yes. Unique looking deer. I mean, he still he comes outside the ears. I have no number on it. He's a million. He's a score of a million because yeah. I love it. Perfect. You know, just seeing how the deer interact with whatever feature or how they apply to people, that's when I then use that. And that's been some really great close encounters being able to then take that climber, put it right where I need it. And yeah. At, and I also play the game of at Thanksgiving, I am really busy. Family's got a business there that runs around Turkey. We're going to talk about this next. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll get into that. As soon as October 1 hits, I got to be out there and it's really, if, I don't like the phrase, but I, it applies to me, and it's if it's the brown, it's down. Yeah, the of course. First doe that comes in front of me, bam, she gets it. Yeah, so, I, I love mean, that's that, that phrase. What are you right talking there? about? <laughs> yeah, it's that's how I kind of do it too, though. I mean, you've got for here in Michigan at least for archery, you can shoot a doe in archery. Yeah, and I'll usually do that just just to get my meat in the freezer on yeah. your combo tag. You're saying yes, yeah. exactly. And then I'll I'll wait out for you know what I didn't what do I this next. year. I didn't do that. I passed up. I had several times. I literally was half up a tree back there, and I had a deer just come, and I could have shot it without even being, like, all the way in my tree saddle yet, just tethered to the, or whatever, to the tree. Uh, I had a couple times where I just let him go, and I, like I was telling you in my other spot, too, I had some does that I let walk, and I ended up not shooting anything, so you tell me, like, right. hey, not the best. You, well, that's the thing. When it's on the clock, it's whatever's presented to you, you take it. Yep. And, yeah, I want you to wear the WWND Okay. Now, what yeah. would Nick do? He'd shoot that sucker. <laughs> He'd shoot that sucker. <laughs> yeah. So with, I guess, um, your limited time because of your your family business and all, what have what have you found to be the most successful like, scouting tactic for for a hunter that is compressed on time? Yeah. How do you how do you maximize? How do you, yeah. How do you efficiency? maximize your time in the woods? Gotcha. With that time that I'm that I'm given, it's really like if you can note and you can really remember what you're observing to not look at your phone the whole time mm-hmm. and just be distracted by nature, but really apply what you are seeing. Mm. Because again, like like a chess game, you only allowed it so many moves. Yeah, that you you can't just move your queen around or your king around and evade capture the whole time. There's a there's a limit, and yeah. you need to you need to be able to execute. So when you set up in a spot that you've already deemed this is good, and it turns out to not be as hot as what you want it to. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to find where the hot is. What did you see that's going to make you go to spot number two? You know, what is what does plan C look like at that point? And not to be afraid to make the moves that would normally put you in the spot to see deer. Yeah. Not to use you as an example, James, but... You can. It's fine. <laughs> you may be saving that spot because you... Oh, I, I want to let this soak. I don't want to be intrusive. I want to let this big buck that I have a picture of, I want him to stay right there. Yeah. But in reality, he may not be there. He may not even especially be on around. public land. Especially man. on public especially. land, it's like a race. It feels like if you're not there October one, your spot is probably blown up. Oh, right? it is a race. You know, hundred percent. So I 
and given that time too, I I try to stick close to ag really on the, especially that first week. Yeah, we're shelling corn right about that time. The earlier we can get it off, the better. And so they like to get everything that's out there. And so yeah, the does start moving in, and it's at what point and where are they going to funnel in to go out into that cornfield? So yeah. that's really been my as much as you know people talk about not playing field edges, you're not going to see the big buck. I'm like, good, fine. I don't want to see the big buck at this time. I just want to be able to put something down yeah. that my family can eat off of. And yeah. you take some pressure off then, too. You get that dough out of your way, then at least you can spend some time going for a buck yes. if you're into that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yes. Because, yeah, yeah you, once you get through the Thanksgiving <clears throat> time, it gets to the later season at that point. You got those – I mean, deer are just on their feet to move yeah. at that point, and that's that's really when I've sen- seen the biggest deer. They've not been close enough to make that. that but move they're predictable on. then because it's food to bed. Like sometimes late season is like some of the best time to hunt, and I think people mm-hmm. have kind of hung it up, hung up the bow by at that point. But especially if you've got the food source, exactly. Yes. So Jared, end of uh, August, where are you at in your scouting? Not where I want to be. Is really? Yeah, it's just been a busy, busy summer. A lot of stuff kind of going on. Yeah. Um, but I've just started more focus to our our fall hunt down in West Virginia. I guess in this area for whitetail. I would hunt public land kind of in uh, southern Michigan that I had a few spots at, and then we had, a, like, a company lease that we just lost. Yeah, you can't find it. That's that the I, weirdest thing. <laughs> <laughs> Dude just forgot the address. It's it's somewhere. Like, it's and it's somewhere. not saved. <laughs> but it's more or less just trying to find those hard-to-reach spots, yep. and it just takes time doing that and then just getting there and or just waiting till season and then going there. If you don't like what Nick was saying, if you don't see anything, move on to the next. And that's kind of how I've always done it. Yeah. Where I'll, I'll just pick out my spots for the year, and I'll hit them during the season. If I get something great, if not, I'm on to the next. Yeah. I don't, I don't waste time. When that's like we were talking, it's almost like a, I, I say my best for first when it comes to public land. Honestly, usually it's like that's my best spot. I got to get in there. Unfortunately, my brother, well, fortunately, I guess, he's getting married on October 3rd in, in, oh boy. in Colorado. So I'm, like, missing the first week, which is sad. But he's getting married, and I'm really happy for him. And he's editing this podcast. so Pick up an elk tag if you're there in October. I, that's anyway. what I keep telling him. You, know, you can get an over-the-counter third or second season I've been burned tag. so many times, second season. Oh, is that, no, that's not, isn't that first season still? Mm, oh, you're right. That is first season. Is it? I don't know my gun season's in Colorado that well. I think you're right, though. I th- it's something September like, I feel 27 like I... to October 5, I think, is the first season. Yeah. Okay. Uh, nothing would be better, though, than you showing up to the actual wedding. Just I provided your the your camos meat. and, you know, blood running down the front of yeah. you. <laughs> Looking fly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, no, I, but you're right. Like, you're you get welcome. out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this is your wedding present. Meat. Call fat. Yeah, it's exactly. The call fat. <laughs> Saved it for you. Just drape it around the wedding dress. <laughs> blend right in. <laughs> Gross. No, uh, end of August. Here's what I'm, I'm doing at end of August since you didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you. <laughs> hey, Jim. <laughs> hey, Jim. What are you doing end of August? Thank you. I've had cameras out for a while this year, and I'm pulling those, and I'm not checking them. Ag- I'm not. I'm pulling them in at that point for the most part, maybe leaving some out that I'll get when I'm hunting. That's when I'm, like, checking my camera. I'll put it in the beginning of August, pull them at the end, and then either leave them out and check them mid-season or something or, or whatever. So that's, like, an exciting – end of August is exciting for me. I, I, in the past, have waited for a rain storm to go out and get it, wash away the scent, although there's some debate about that it's now after we that. talked to the guys from Exodus uh, Trail Cams. But So I'm doing that, and I'm shooting a lot, and I am, uh, like Jared said, I'm just – kind of looking at my favorite spot and getting ready to go out right away kind of shabby man not not that not that thrilling but it's like mostly it's just watching youtube videos of hunting and Mm -hmm. like shooting my bow and like petting my camouflage hype videos man yeah yeah you (laughs) need it 
Yeah, I'm basically, and I, the, the problem is, I start getting hyped earlier every year. This year was probably mid June. I started really, mm. my neck gets thicker. I start rutting, pretty bad. Yeah, he starts stinking, peeing on himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I always want to fight Jared. His tarsal glands are black, right? <laughs> there. Yeah, you I just been peeing on him. Yeah, it's gross, man. You're freaking so. Well, guys, uh, this is this concludes session one. Now, this is a special episode. It's a couple episodes because back-to-back we have these guys. We're actually moving into next month, which is, Jared? Meat month. Meat month. And so we've got two guys who know their way around meat. Oh, boy. And and we're going to dive into it next. Exactly. But you guys have to wait one week before you hear what we're going to talk about next. So tune in again, cliffhanger, to be continued. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Boga Hunting Podcast. If you guys like what you hear and want to follow along on what we're currently up to, hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on and follow us on Instagram at Boga Hunting. Join us next week, and we'll see you then.